Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. I'm Joe and I'm joined by Sam as always. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello. Um, so we are now in the off-season. This is our first podcast of the off-season, I think, isn't it? Just about. Well, we technically yeah. did one after well, World Series. Yeah, right after World Series. But we didn't talk about any um, moves or anything, did we? Or potential no. moves. Um. Yeah, so we're now into free agency, and there's been some movement, hasn't there? And there's but there's a lot, um, obviously, a lot still to happen. A lot of the big players are still on the market, um, so we're going to go through some of what has happened and what might happen. Yes, there's been basically pitching is what's happened so far, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of teams lost um, or. Uh, you know, a, a lot of stars became free agents from competitive teams. So it sort of makes sense. Yeah, and although the very top guys on the market haven't actually gone from last year. Um, so we've had, just to run through the big ones quickly, Syndergaard to the Angels. Aaron Loop went to the Angels as well. Justin yeah, Verlander re-signed in Houston, one year with a player option. Di Sclafani is back with the Giants and Alex Wood is nearly back with the Giants and they're also after Alex Cobb. And Eduardo Rodriguez got a five-year deal with an opt-out after three, I think. That's, that's the biggest deal so two. far, isn't it? In terms yes. of total value. 77 million for five years. Um, it's interesting, right, isn't it? Detroit going big. Like they're expecting to be back. Well, they had a strong second half, didn't they? And they're expected to go after, well, Carlos Correa is the most discussed one, but they're going to make some sort of position player splash as well, but sounds of it. Yeah. It's an interesting player to go for there, Eduardo Rodriguez, to make a big splash. He is, but his, like his, he was unlucky with the defence last year, wasn't he? Um, I think... Aside from the Verlander link as a kind of great homecoming, the idea of getting a veteran alongside their prospect arms, I think, did make sense. But he's a guy that's been inconsistent and had some health issues. I guess it was basically a way of not having to spend like a huge, huge amount and that Rodriguez should still be in his prime when they are properly contending yeah. in 23, maybe. Yeah, he's only 28, I guess. Um, that was the big he's, thing, yeah. He's, he's coming off a really high strikeout year. Ten, well, 10.6 Ks per nine last year. Um, but he's also sort of one of these guys who's just... He's never had a horrendous year. Um, and other than 2019, though, he's never really pitched that much, that many innings. So, yeah, I don't... I saw one of those that's just like you sort of hope he can just be in the middle of the rotation for a few years. I guess the idea is they have their guys. They have their guys to be at the top of the rotation. Is yeah. Is unless their prospects become aces, or at least they get a couple of ace level guys out of that, they're it's probably not gone very well anyway. So they're banking on that, and then Rodriguez is just a guy that they know can give them slightly above average innings probably yeah. i was surprised i'll say that I, I was surprised that he went 
so early, but I think it's a nod, and I was going to mention this a bit later in the podcast, but we kind of come on to it now. It's a nod to the fact that the guys who are coming off strong years, the starters, are pretty much all flawed. So Max Scherzer, you could argue, is not flawed, but he's very old now and has got a lot of innings in his arm. And then the other guys behind him are Kevin Gaussman, who I think we'll also come on to a bit more in a, in a bit. But he had a rough second half of the year, and I think there's reason to be concerned about giving him a long deal, given that yeah. he's actually relatively limited. I, I think basically he's... And he's also going to be getting paid for the first half of last year, really. Yes. Like, you're paying for that a lot, which is like, okay, it's not even... That's not even the most recent bit of baseball he's played. Um, and it was it was a few months that were absolutely amazing, but it's like he's also been not as good as that more recently. Um, but yeah, you're, so you're still going to have to pay for that if you want him. Yeah, so you're looking at Gaussman, uh, Carlos Rodon, whose velocity dropped off late last year, Clayton Kershaw, who who knows, like really who knows, like when he's going to pitch again. Um, Zach Greinke was also up there in Fangraphs War from last year. Again, looked very, very old at the end of the year, had some health issues. And um, so all of those are kind of concerns to varying degrees. And then you've got um, Robbie Ray, who just won the Cy Young. But I think he's like, so he would have been a candidate, wouldn't he, for Detroit get a big arm to lead their rotation with their young guys. And he's had health issues and consistency issues. And you're buying at the highest possible value for him as well. Yeah, it's. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there are some absolute aces. I mean, Verland already gone. But the guys who are, like, complete aces are very, I should say, they're very, very old, all of them. It's like Scherzer, Grenke, Verlander, in terms of, like, well, I guess Kershaw's there as well. Obviously, he's he's not quite as old, but it's, like, sort of, in terms of his um, performance level. Yeah, career, he's at that he dropping off point. At that point. Um, so yeah, you have those guys that are like elite pitchers. Like, I mean, they should probably all get in the Hall of Fame, shouldn't they? They will, won't they? I think they will. Yeah. I mean, Grank is Granky definitely Hall of Famer. Granky's the only borderline one, and I yeah. think he. Yeah, the, the other three are slam dunk, really, aren't they? But I'd I'd have Granky in. And yeah, so there's like three Hall of Famers that are like old. And then you've got some of these other guys that are sort of. I mean, I think like like Rodon and John Gray, I'd say that are like, and Rodon was actually really good the other year, wasn't he? And John Gray's had spells of being really good that have got like ridiculous stuff. They're sort of youngish guys, but have never really had that like much consistency. Um, well, I said, I mean, Rodon this year was really, really good. I say, but you know, like they've. His velocity dropped off late in the year, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, did I? Do you want to do you want to give a multi-year deal to a guy who had a great season, and then his velocity started tailing off? I'm not sure about that. Even if he's 29, but he's had injuries, so I just think I think this starting pitching market is really interesting. So we saw Heaney that the Dodgers have got hold of him, and he's now going to be like Walker Bueller next year. But basically, there's there's guys like Gaussman, Rodone. I think Ray even falls into this category where you're kind of buying high. And I'm sure other teams would have felt the same about Di Sclafani, which I actually think was a better deal than I thought the Giants were going to get yeah. for him. I think that was a bit of a bargain. Um, what The safe 
if you're talking about like the safest arms, I feel like it's Strowman, other than Scherzer now. I think it's based yeah. on Marcus Strowman is the guy there that you go, well, we kind of know what we're getting, and I wouldn't mind I, if you give him I four or five years. That's the thing with Eduardo Rodriguez, to be honest, is he's... When you look at it, he is... He's had more consistency, even though never really at like a stellar level, but he has had more consistency than a lot of guys on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and if they're going to compete... He's not, he's not um, had many big injuries, has he? No, and if they're going to be contending into this, the whole of this next decade, having a guy that is not going to be terrible is quite valuable, isn't it? Basically, if they're going to be a good team, like Eduardo Rodriguez was in those competitive Red Sox teams, well, including last year, is just a guy that's not going to blow games for you if you're going to have a very strong offense, particularly. That's got some value and we can't necessarily say the same about some of those other guys first of all is if they did get like a Grenke or Verlander or something we don't know how good they're going to be in 2022 the Tigers with it looks very likely they're going to be a strong contender in 23 and beyond but spending or like just getting yeah. a year of Grenke or Verlander doesn't have that much value to them whereas you feel like Rodriguez is unlikely to just drop off a cliff before they're a competitive team. Yeah, I think it's the age thing, actually. Now we'll come back to it with him. Is he is, you look at the other free agents, he is pretty much the youngest, isn't he? Or like equal. Yeah, apart own. from there's Bundy is 29. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, of, of the guys that that is even worth. Oh, Syndergaard's 29 as well, actually. Yeah. Although he's he's one, I guess we'll come on to him. Maybe now. Yeah, that would seem like a good time too, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess we could talk about him now. Uh, But yeah, he's that's another category, isn't it, of risk? That's an even another level of that where he's he's not pitched in like two years, has he? No, but and even before that, he he was you know for for a long long time he's been like in and out of injuries, isn't he? Really. Yeah, I mean, the reliability is not there at all. This is like almost the ultimate upside play, though, yeah. isn't it? He's still also, got... It's basically he's not pitched that much, actually, in his career, like compared to what you'd expect. But when he has, mostly, like 2015 to 2018, he was, yeah, he was just like amazing when he was yeah. fit. Um. Yeah, 119 he's ERA plus he's got for his career. And I, I mean, the the only problem I have with this is I know he came back briefly this year, but they gave him a deal just over the qualifying offer. And there's nothing more to that deal. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's no, so they're having him for one year, which is like they get to fix him and then he can go somewhere else or, or probably not fix him because the Angels. That's the other thing I'll come on to in a minute. But also, because they gave him the qualifying offer, they're also giving up a draft pick for this. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, the thing is, when they've got a tiny Rendon and Trout, I don't know how much I care about the draft pick. I because... guess so, but I don't know. I I think it's also it's still important, I think, because it's like, for one year, I don't know. I don't know if I like, I think if you're giving up a, a draft pick. I I agree they need longer. What I would have loved to see from them is, 
Um, the problem is we don't know if he was even it would even entertain this. So they did one, and I think twenty one point five, didn't they? Is instead of that, could they have done two and thirty something, two and thirty three? Would he have yeah. been interested in that? I think, I think is, it, it given his pedigree, be, he probably wasn't. Otherwise, they would have done it, wouldn't they? The other thing, from his point of view, is I'd say really, I mean, he's not pitched for ages. I guess he's not really been that bad at any point in his career. But he's also, he's basically, he's pitched two innings since 2019. And 2019, it was 4.28, which is the worst year of his career um, when he actually pitched, like, some innings. Um, And, yeah, it's just the Angels. You're trying to come back from injury, trying to, like, you know, rebuild your value, really. Um, But it doesn't seem like the right organisation for that at all as a pitcher. But then I'd say to that, and we're we're dealing in very large hypotheticals now, I guess, is because of the draft pick attached to him and the Mets thing, I I didn't get deep into the reporting on that, but the stuff I did read on it sounds like that was an almighty mess. Like the Mets didn't just seem to like ghost him or something, didn't they? Ridiculous. Um, if that wasn't on the table, how many teams were giving him a qualifying offer level salary? I think that's the thing, really. With a draft yeah. pick. That's why he ended up going to the Angels, because they were willing to do the stupid thing. Um, whereas most teams wouldn't. Well, I don't think they would unless they got more years out of him. I, like, you give up the draft compensation if if you play the game. Like, we've seen a few people take this recently, and they've been different. Because, like, the Padres did the Garrett Richards deal, didn't they? But it was where they basically paid for a year to rehab him. And because Syndergaard's back, you should get two years of him pitching. But where you do, right, look, so we're going to bring you back. We're going to take a risk on you coming off a surgery. But then for us, I mean, in the dream world, they get like a team option. Say you could do, say even if you do like 15 this year and next year is like a, a team option at 20 with a 5 million buyout or something. Like yeah. he maybe he had no interest in that at all, but that's when for a team, I don't hate it as much as you seem to with the pick because I just think like I get them making the upside play. The problem is the Angels quite often are making an upside play and it never works out, which is a far we could what, do a yeah, whole podcast series. What they on need that. in their rotation is they need the Eduardo Rodriguez. Although if Eduardo Rodriguez goes to the Angels, he'll probably immediately become terrible. Because that just seems to be how it goes. Um, yeah, so at that point, is it's kind of a stalemate where it's like, well, if you pitch the Angels, you suck. That seems to be what happens. So it doesn't really matter what they do. Um, I, I don't... If they had... I mean, I guess, again, we'll see how they fill it out. But we seem to say this with them every year, is we see a move and it's like, oh, well, it depends what they do around it. And then what they do around it isn't right. Um, if alongside Syndergaard, they got a couple of these vets. I mean, there's loads of starters on the market now. Do you just thought, yeah, fine, fine, throw them in there. If they did that, I think it's a little, like, you can live with it a bit more, but they're not going to do that, are they? It's going to end up where they're like, they're relying on Syndergaard to throw 180 innings again, and it won't happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Coming off Tommy John, he's he's probably not going to do more than 120. Yeah, I think that's the other thing with this. They're paying twenty-one million for one year, and when he's coming off Tommy John, he's not going to. You can't pitch him that much. 
Or if you do, you'll break him again. And yeah, then it really is a waste of money. He can't be carrying the team through games. Really. Yeah, so... Yeah. I, I, it's exciting, potentially, having Syndergaard and Otani at the front of the rotation. But that's that's the Angels, isn't it? It's exciting on paper. That's their thing. Yeah. Really exciting on paper. And, well, they, they are exciting on the field as well, but just not that good. I thought the Aaron Loop one was cool, though, from them. Yeah. He, yeah, in terms of what, a lot of like the um, stuff sort of metrics, you know, measuring stuff, he's like the top, wasn't he? The reagent relievers. Yeah, it'll be, it will be intriguing to see what they do with Iglesias as a result, though. I mean, Loop is not an Iglesias replacement by any stretch. He's a lefty guy. But do they view it as we've spent this money on our bullpen now? Yeah, I'd... this is also the thing with the Angels. It's like, yeah, well, they've spent this loads of money. They need to spend some more, and then it would make sense. But they already have a massive payroll. It's like, you know, maybe at some point they need to do something. I guess they have had, they have had like, what, Jared Walsh, was it? Who's come through, and, you know, they're not paying, like, $20 million to. But they need to do some of that, really. They need to do some more of that. They need to do some, yeah. They've they've got to find some value in some places, and particularly in the rotation now, because um, you're right. They're seventh in payroll, 146 million, ahead of the Astros and Red Sox. Of course, that is with the Astros losing Carlos Correa, um, and that is yeah, 146 million, and it's currently there's a lot of holes in that roster still. Um, they're still behind the Phillies in payroll though, so there is that. Um, speaking of the Astros Justin Verlander one year and a player option yeah I think that's a good deal that makes sense I was surprised even though he's Justin Verlander I was a bit surprised he got a player option well yeah that age I guess well he's coming off Tommy John as well yeah and he's 900 years old yeah, that that is a bit dodgy, but yeah, like you say, it's the, he's just inverted the thing, isn't it? And they've um, they've lost Granky. I mean, their pitching ro- rotation is like, as we were saying around the World Series, not what it was a couple of years ago at all. So, but I, I'm just not yeah. sure that a 40 year old Justin Verlander is necessary. I mean, I might be wrong because we've said this with others and it's just not happened. But at some point, he's not going to be Verlander, and you're betting on him coming off Tommy John that he's going to still be Justin Verlander. I the other the flip side is the Astros don't get very much wrong when it comes to spending money, and they will will have seen him throwing more than anyone else. They'll know what state he's in. Yeah. So just like with the Angels, where we look at it and go, and I I mean it it kind of it makes this all a bit reductive if we do this with everyone, I suppose. But like these aren't deals in isolation. The Angels doing something, you have to think like, is that the place for Syndergaard to become yeah. all-star Noah Syndergaard? And the same way with Verlander is like the Astros have seen Justin Verlander working back. Yeah. They know better than anyone, and I mean, they don't get stuff wrong yeah, very much. The, the thing is, how, it's, uh, okay, so look, how much are they paying him? Is how much they paying him? Uh, I think million. it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... It's one of those, like I said, coming back from Tommy John this year. 
So yeah, he's he's probably yeah he may he probably not going to get the inning totals or like the production he's had before he had Dummy John probably again in his career. But the thing is, he's just one of these players. You look at his baseball reference page, and it's like, yeah, some sometimes just the usual rules just don't apply in the same way, I guess. The one thing I'd say with the Astros, though, is we've already seen them let Springer walk, and there's been talk about them being yeah. after other shortstops if they don't bring back Correa, and it doesn't sound like they are going to bring back Correa. They're at 145 million now. I assume this list includes, I'm pretty sure this includes the Verlander deal. How much more are they willing to spend? Because that Verlander deal, again, is in the, you've got to view it through like the prism of, was that their last 25 million for 2022? Yeah, I mean, surely not. I mean, they. It can't be, can it? It can't be, but that does kind of have an impact, doesn't it, on how much they offer? Everyone else. Yeah, of course. Um, and so I just wanted to touch on this. We've got some other, well, we've got the Giants to come on to with some of their deals and some other things to look at. But I just wanted to mention this because when I was doing a little bit of reading around for this pod, um, I was tr- making a short list of teams that are set to spend and teams that look like they need to cut salary. And one team that's mentioned to cut salary, I thought it was a nice little segue after we mentioned that that deal could impact their other spending capabilities. The Padres keep being rumoured about having to trade away Myers or Hosmer. That damn Hosmer contract. Yeah. This is this is like it's almost it's like the backstory of the website, this Hosmer contract. Yeah. This is But payroll for next season. Yankees, two hundred and twenty two point six million. Dodgers, hundred and ninety three million. The Padres, hundred and eighty five point six million which is 30 million more than the fourth place White Sox in payroll. And they came uh, third. Yeah, a distant third in their division, and they're having to try and move salary. So they sound like they're basically at their total payroll. And I know they had injuries and stuff last year as well. But I just think it's, it's whenever there's years on a free agent contract, whenever there's like a more than one year deal, basically, that Hosmer thing is the perfect example because it was signed as this. He's going to be the clubhouse guy. He'll be a solid yeah. first baseman for when a million years. Through, and then it's like he's now actually not very good. Actually, he's in the way. When you look at his and numbers, he's... when they signed him, he wasn't actually that good. So not really but that he's... surprising. But, I mean, Myers has now fallen into a similar category, but they're now in this situation where they're in the way and they're going to possibly have to attach stuff to them to get rid of their salary so they can sign free agents. Like... So any deal that's got multiple years on it, as much as we were just saying, like with Syndergaard is like, yeah, you'd love to have some team control on that second year. It's always concerning when you've got a long deal, unless you're talking about a real megastar like Correa or Springer or Harper. Any of these, and it's why they've disappeared, I think, really, is this Padres team that was young and up yeah. and coming and they're going to throw all of the money in the world at Mercado and they're going to trade for all these starters is they've now done all that's, of that that's when you get the bad contract is you get you get confused if you think someone's in the like upper tier of players and they're not really and you give them all your contract that's when you end up with the really bad ones well and it's why the upper tier is actually really small for where those contracts make sense that's what's yeah. been happening in the off seasons, isn't it? Is instead of it being 
could you make an all-star game meaning you get a four-year deal or something is it's now like you have to be a perennial perennial all-star basically i think particularly if you're at like first base just because of how how positions work in baseball really um how much would hosmer get if he was a free agent this offseason nothing one year yeah it'd be a it'd be a reclamation project wouldn't it really yeah anyway so so i've gone off on that tangent i just thought when we're talking about team payrolls and stuff that 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 deal is such a like warning sign because now these these exciting up and coming padres and they've even changed manager and stuff now are suddenly one of these teams when i was looking at is like actually no they're not in a position to spend suddenly they're they're a team that needs to cut some money so they can sign a free agent potentially. Yeah, but it's so ridiculous, isn't it, how quickly teams go from that? It's like the up and coming. I guess it's coming out of the rebuild, isn't it? But it's like you come out of the rebuild and it just sort of fizzles. It can be like, well, you know, what what now, sort of thing, like like the Phillies had really. Well, it's, yeah, it's disastrous. They're in very similar spots. Um, I mean, yeah. like the Padres roster... I mean, the Padres are in a better spot still because they still have... You still like this. You feel like there's a lot more upsides to a lot of their young guys. That, you know, well, and I think the veterans they've got are better. Because they, they got... There's a lot that goes into this, of course, but they got a lot of really like grotesque underperformance, didn't they, from players. And they've got Clevenger coming back from injury this year. Like their roster on paper looks a lot better than the Phillies, but then they're also in a division with the Dodgers and and the Giants, and who knows how good the Giants are going to be again. There's there's a risk they're just going to end up like sitting at 500 with these like horrible contracts. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. The Giants thing is really messed up for them, hasn't it? I think it's the thing. It's like no nobody saw that happening and that has completely changed the shape of that division now. Um I mean great for us, but <laughs> if you're a Padres fan, that must be annoying, mustn't it? Yeah, the Giants are in an interesting spot, aren't they? Um not just because of the Posey retirement, but like I think like I mentioned earlier, that Disclafani contract looks quite nice. Wood's going to be something similar, is he? I think it sounds like, like two and twenty. Yeah, but yeah, um, I don't mind. They're not. They're not super long. It's going to hold you down. Like it's not going to hold them back in the future too much. And they really needed to get some something in the rotation, didn't they? Early in the off season as well. They need to because it was. It's basically like they had Logan Webb. And that was it. Yeah. So they really and, need to get something in that. And, you know, bring those guys back who obviously, you know, were a huge part of that stuff last season. So I think it makes sense. And they're, they're obviously there a lot cheaper than bringing Galsman back, as we were talking about. And it seems like Galsman's not going to come back now, I think. Well, they've also been linked with Alex Cobb. And I think you could have a Cobb and Wood both kind of working as yeah. swingmen kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Cobb, Cobb is another one who's like, no, he seems like a prime example, isn't he? For having one of, another one of those seasons. Put him with the giant yeah. coaching staff. The one thing I'd say with Gaussman is I could see... So it, it looks like the door's closed to the Giants, and maybe it is already. But this 
takes the pressure off the Giants negotiating with him and with anyone else. Um, and I could just see Gausman. I think a lot of stars are actually going to get squeezed this offseason because it's a pretty, it's suddenly become quite a strong free agent class. And I just think Gausman, after the second half he had and the fact that he's basically a two-pitch starter and that he doesn't have this really long track record. Yeah. What deals are you going to get? It's difficult to see him getting like a five, six-year contract, to be honest. I can't see that now because I would have thought the way that would happen is most likely the Giants aren't quite bidding against themselves, but like, is any, no one else is going to give that to him necessarily. Um, and not after how he pitched for half of last I, year. Yeah, I think what makes sense, maybe you'll end up with a three-year deal, but like it could be High. like three years, 60 million or, or more than that. Yeah, I, I could see like a three, somewhere between 60 and 70, or maybe it becomes a four and 80. But this, like, he's going to get 100 million. I can't see how that happens um, just as well because, like I said, I, I I look through the list of teams that would spend. Yeah. And it's not very long. He's like, he's, Tigers are going to spend big, but they've got their pitcher. Yeah. The Mariners are apparently going to spend. Are they going to do that? Like, why would they throw a load of money at Gaussman? The Giants still. The Mets, you think, are going to spend. And then I'm quite quickly getting to like, oh, I don't know, actually. Meh. No, Padres, not yeah. sure. How, how much of the White Sox going to throw at anything? And it, I even look down this list and it's like, yeah, obviously Gals had that great year out of nowhere. But like from Giants' point of view, I look down this list and there's a lot of guys on here that are like, I mean, they have been linked with Robbie Ray, obviously, for Cy Young, that's just a different category. But, you know, Carlos Rodon and John Gray, those are guys similar to Galsman, I think, that have like, a couple of really good pitches. And you feel like they they could do... I mean, Carlos Rodon did last year, really. He did the same sort of thing. Yeah. You feel like there are a couple of guys that they could have a similar role to that and do just as well, maybe. You know, like two-pitch starters giving you... um, You know, because Galsman only for a brief period actually went deep, didn't he? It's like the previous season when he started being good and later on the year. He was really doing like five innings, but like, you know, no runs or one run. Yeah, I, I think he's one of the pitchers that's, or one of the free agents in general that could get a bit stuck here. Yeah. Waiting for a deal that just might not be there. And that's how you end up with like a really big drop in what he, they end up getting. Um because Strowman's still on the market as well, and he—I mean—he was stirring things up on social media a bit as well, wasn't he, on Twitter the other day? Um, he's got a track record, like I mentioned earlier, better than anyone else, pretty much. I think so, I, without being really old as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, you—if if you were going, for, if you were having to give an identical contract to Strowman or Gausman, you definitely would go Strowman. Um, it, it, I would love to know what Gausman's actually asking if, people, if teams are talking to him at the moment. I'd be really interested to know the figures that he's looking for. Yeah, because I've not heard much at all in terms of rumours and stuff about Gausman. Um, no, it's, it's been very quiet. Been, there's been little things, mostly. Um, yeah, should we, should we talk about some hitting as well? We, we did a little bit, didn't we? But... Um, like the shortstop market really is the big thing. 
which for quite a, like a few years it's been coming, hasn't it? It's like see that they're all lined up. And um, I feel like we've not actually had a free agent class like this for quite a while. I mean, in the last couple of years, and it seemed like that was going to be the, the new thing, was a lot of um, sort of like middle-ish free agents, or like well, near the top, you know, not, not the superstars, but near the top, but just side extensions and stuff. Yeah. Like before free agency. Um, but yeah, I mean, Semyon, Story, Correa, Baez, and Seager as options at shortstop. And obviously all those teams that have just lost them. Well, not Baez so much, actually. But the other teams, obviously, now need shortstops. The teams that lost yeah. them. It could be a bit of musical chairs there, I guess. Like Houston are going to get one. Maybe not Correa, but they'll get one of the others. And um, um, we can throw Bryant in. He's not a shortstop, but he just uh, he's he seems to have gone under the radar a little bit as a free agent recently. That he's just yeah. like lingering around, waiting for a contract. That again, not a hundred percent sure that contract is actually going to be there for him. Yeah, I, I it's difficult to see, isn't it? This what like I don't know where these shortstops are going. Like you say, it's probably Detroit. If they're going for it now, they're probably going to give out a big contract for one of these. But I don't know who needs shortstops. Well, there's been talk of Seattle. They need shortstop, surely. I mean, I guess the case is with those guys is basically most teams need them. Yeah, <laughs> they're that good. good enough. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, like matter so much. Yeah, who who's, who doesn't have space for them? Uh, like the Red Sox have even been like passingly linked with a few of them. You're talking like the Giants just paid Crawford; they're not going to pay for a shortstop. Um, and the Mets have Francisco Lindor. Uh, I think you can make a case for almost every other team needs to sign one of those guys, or would be better if they signed them. You just then get into the money stuff. Is it's like well, uh, the those players are all asking what twenty million at least. Some of them will be asking over thirty a year, you'd imagine. Yeah, it's difficult to see them all getting that, isn't it? Yeah, at least one of them's going to be disappointed. I, I only like, oh, I was aware of this, but I sort of reminded myself of it earlier. Semien in the last two full seasons has finished third in MVP both both times. Yeah, I know. He, he he's actually just ridiculous now. He had one of those guys who his whole baseball reference page has been assaulted by the short season. So he's a below average hitter by OPS plus in every single year, apart from 2019 and 2021, when he was third in MVP in both seasons. One well, this year just finished, won the gold glove and the silver slugger as well. Yeah. So, I mean, him returning to Toronto would make a lot of sense. 45 home runs from shortstop. Yeah, because the they've yeah. got even they just handed Berrios a big extension, but they've still got they're down at 106 million in payroll at the moment, and you'd think they could get Semien on a shorter deal, which given the age of their roster, is actually quite helpful. Because if they if they went for Correa say, and they have to pay him seven or eight years, they would their team could be looking incredibly expensive. Yeah, quite soon to extend. Or, well, hope to extend, like, Vlad and Bichette and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. 
in a few years. So Semien staying put looks like a lot of sense to me. And I think the Korea to Tigers thing, I don't know. There's a lot of smoke there, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, it seems like the Tigers are, are doing it, aren't they? They're going for yeah. it now. And um, like this is the year, isn't it? Like, like I was saying, where it goes one way or the other. Although they are, they are in a good division for it. Although the White Sox also have just sort of done that. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, one of those things where it's like they they need to now not be bad if they're going to do is, stuff, which seems like they are, which doesn't always happen. Sometimes, sometimes teams spend loads of money and then they're still bad, and then and then it's like, wow, they've got to start all over again. Yeah, I think I think it is the right time for them to do it because also Correa is twenty seven. Like yeah. he's the best fit there. Um, also in the American League, there's naturally loads of talk about the Yankees because they're going to move Gliber and all of this stuff. Um, this is a bit of a test of if they are going to behave like the old Yankees that everyone seems to have wanted them to do financially. Um, that would take them to a, an absolutely enormous payroll if they were to splash out on Story or Seager. And I'm not 100% sure that this version of the Yankees is actually going to do that. No, although I, know, I feel like they have done a little bit of that in recent years. But the, the, they're, they're still carrying when they have done that, though. Is there they're 30 million clear at the top of the payroll for next year at the moment? Yeah, what's it? What's it? Uh, well, the Yankees are the highest payroll. Yeah, so it's like talking about adding another 20 or 30 in one shortstop to that. I don't know. I don't know if they're that. I don't know if they're run in that way these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. They've also got bigger problems, haven't they, than talent on the roster? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's the thing, really. I don't feel like that's really going to make that much difference. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, I. Talking about the Giants again, I saw they were linked with Nick Castellanos. Yes. Which, I mean, that could be fun, couldn't it? That could be quite fun. Yeah, he's he's been linked with quite a few teams, hasn't he? As has Starling Marte, who is a really, really interesting free agent because he's a centre fielder who's 33. Yeah, but also was really good last year. This, it, You know... The Lorenzo Cain contract. That's what that's what comes to mind with him. Yeah. Um, Age like milk, didn't it? That. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we might have said at the time. Uh, I don't know if we were doing podcast then. We probably were doing podcast at that point. Um, yeah. He better be good in his first year. He better be good in his first season. Because if you're giving him three or four years, yeah, trouble. Could. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about Marte really. Like what? Because I've seen the Giants link with him as well, and I don't think that makes much sense. I well, he's one of these players that like either someone gives out a stinker of a contract, or he's going to get squeezed. Is what I look at. Is like I think of, I think of Marte and Gausman as two guys looking down the names that are available here and the teams that could spend. 
and just like where where are they going who's going to give them what they're looking for because yeah. my it would be nuts to give him more than two years Marte. i think oh maybe the angels sign kevin gausman i was going to mention that earlier I, I think that would actually be quite an interesting fit they just throw some more money at it but like that does get them their kind of solid starter doesn't it yeah just a very expensive third guy potentially yeah um i mean anyway i there's like with the winter meetings must be soon do you know when they are they're like mid december they're usually they're usually before christmas aren't they yeah so that that's coming up and usually that's when a lot more stuff happens but also the last few years sometimes we've been waiting till like february for like the big deals oh december 6th to the 9th is the winter meetings so very soon then um and yes, yeah, so hopefully some more stuff happens around then. And we can talk about that. Um, isn't there also this thing of the CBA? Do you know much about that? Yes. Oh, we didn't mention uh, Seiya Suzuki. I think that's how you say it. Oh, yeah. I hope that's how you say it. Um, he was posted. Um, I think it's the 1st of December is when the CBA expires and we could have a lockout. And his, is it 28 days, will pause if there's a lockout. Okay, what, so, so he's got 28 days for someone to sign him. Is that how that works? Yeah, or he has to go back to Japan to play next year. Okay. But that, that it's not like he could be posted and then there's a lockout and he can't sign. That's not so, how it works. So we'll know by the 1st of December whether there's going to be a lockout or not. Yeah, it seems like the most cons- like the consensus is there will be some sort of lockout. It's just whether it's six days or three months, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, and I guess there's probably there probably won't be much movement if that does happen no although as has been mentioned with some of the deals that have already happened there's a chance we get a bit of a flurry before oh yeah what in in case that happens or just people want it wrapped up like i i mean i guess there's uncertainty with what happens with the cba and if you're a player and it's like you get offered 50 million and it's like i'd rather just sign this now than have a winter of working out and i could tweak my arm or like break my ankle and then there's no money on the table, I guess. I don't know. I, I, that's how I'd be tempted to think about it, is if the money's on the table and yeah. you could be going into a lockout that's an indefinite period of time. So that could, that could mean that in like the next week we actually get some stuff coming through. Maybe yeah, well, we, had we a, don't really know. We had a little bit of movement, didn't we, with the, the Giants news yesterday and Loop was also yesterday or the day before. Yeah, and there's at least rumours... There's at least quite a lot. There's rumours and stuff happening, like people are in talks or whatever, um, which I feel like last couple of years, like there's not, you didn't even have that. It was just nothing. Yeah, I mean, we're only, we're less than a month from the end of the World Series and stuff is like actually happening. I swear we didn't have this the last couple of years. It was just like frozen over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we should uh, we should wrap up now and. Um, yeah, we'll do it again when there's more news. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, not too long a lockout. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll do it if there's a lockout. We'll do one. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So at some point we'll do one anyway. Yeah. So um, everyone, subscribe to the podcast and review us. 
but only five star reviews, please. And um, what else is there? Um, I think that's it, isn't it? You could do some comments or something. Do, do they do comments anywhere? Probably. Probably they do on some platforms, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, visit the website and uh, subscribe to notifications, actually, on the website. You can do that now. Um, there's a little bell in the corner if you click that, and then you'll get notifications when there's interesting stuff happening. So, goodbye, everyone. Bye.